Welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Bill Michaels Show. I am Bill Michaels, Ben Kenny, producing the program. Good to have you on a day uh, that is uh, stunning out, breezy out, nice reprieve from the uh, humidity from yesterday. Looking forward to Wednesday Night Live tonight. Love monkeys on the stage out at the Wisconsin State Fair Park. Uh, good news, bad news, and just stuff in general today. That's what we've got. Just a lot of stuff. Uh, coming up a little bit later on today, um, we're going to talk with Dave Coleman. Um he is the race reporter for the Journal Sentinel. We'll talk with him about what transpired yesterday. The rumors were true. And for many of you that brought it up and said, you know, and we talked about it, The Athletic, a very credible source, a very credible, uh, you know, outlet, so to speak, uh, had gotten wind that NASCAR was considering Chicago. And certainly you thought, ah, come on, really? They have Chicago Motor Speedway. It was a dismal failure. The attendance was terrible. Uh, Chicagoans just didn't give a damn about it. And to race through the streets of Chicago, are you kidding me? Uh, and they're going to do it. NBC is driving the train. Just an FYI. NBC wants this. NASCAR obviously trying to compete with Formula One and the popularity that Formula One has garnered through the Netflix series. And uh, they just feel that they're losing their lion's share of the hold when it comes to viewership eyes. So they want to take it to where they can say it's a big city. Uh, a lot of people are going to watch it. It's going to be unique. It's going to be different. So they stole the uh, the race from Road America and NASCAR next year. It is not going to be the Quick Trip 250. It is going to be down in Chicago, racing through the streets of Chicago and around Grant Park and around the uh, the fountain down there. And uh, they're going to they're going to race there instead. Uh, a lot of the drivers, from what I understand, very. Uh, not happy about this. They understand it, but not happy about it. It's it's just it's it's what they consider not real racing. You're racing on streets, uh, in a, in a city. It's it's just not you know. While it kind of looks kind of cool, I guess, vantage point wise, it's not good racing. They like the racing. They like the up and down that Road America offers. They like the road course. Uh, that's a more pure form of racing, and many people have talked about it. So uh, throughout the week, I'm sure we're going to get more reaction. But we'll talk with Dave Coleman. Uh, of the Journal Sentinel coming up today, um, a li- little bit later on this afternoon. So uh, we'll get to we'll get to Dave coming up. Then you had the All Star Game last night. Uh, ben, did you stay and watch the entirety of the All Star Game? Nope. No, I went to sleep at about the fifth inning. Once David Ortiz walked through the dugout and said nothing, I figured it was right. my time. Plus, I was getting up early for the morning show, so I I liked it. It was enjoyable. It's baseball without stakes. That's fine. But no, I did not see the whole thing. I uh, I watched it until about the eighth inning, and I started to doze a little bit. Uh, I did as uh, the game went on, and the American League took the lead uh, three to two in the fourth inning. Uh, once the American League took took the lead, I thought, oh boy. Uh, I wonder if we could end up with a tie. And after Stanton homered and Buxton went yard, I'm thinking to myself, could we end up with a tie to where we now have the home run derby? The thing that you and I talked about yesterday, what I would, which I would have hated. Uh, and then I was like, you know what? <laughs> Who cares? And I went to bed. It was still, enter- it was entertaining. Uh, it was somewhat boring, I guess, if you're a National League fan. Uh, they played the two runs early on, and that was it. That was it. After that, they mustered, what, five five total hits on the day? That was it? That, it was 
it was basically it was good baseball in the sense that you saw all-stars and you saw really good players. Saw some decent defense, saw the shift, saw guys not be able to hit out of the shift. Everything that you've seen throughout the season, other than the fact that some guys were mic'd up and running around with earpieces in, which now it's getting even more hokey. And the purity that was the all-star game for baseball is beginning to diminish and diminish rapidly, in my opinion. But So I ended up going to bed. So that was that was pretty much it. After, uh, you know, Betta singles to center and Acuna then scores. And I thought, okay, here we go. And Goldschmidt came up and he homered to left center. I thought, okay, it's two to one. Two to one or two to nothing, National League. Here we go. And that was pretty much it. That was it after that. They didn't really do too much. Three hits after that, after that first inning. So I'm sure if you were a, uh, 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 a fan of a lot of offense, you're probably yawning and going to bed. It just wasn't exciting. It was a good game in the, in the sense of, you know, uh, a three-to-two game, you know, the purity of baseball. But, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't, wasn't exciting by any stretch of the imagination. So reaction to that, if you'd like to, feel free. Uh, and then we got some Packers stuff. Got some Packers stuff. Packers getting ready for training camp. We are now, fi- can you believe we're 50 days away? 50 days away from the opening uh, of the NFL season, 50 days away. Also, uh, the notation was made for the Hall of Fame, uh, in case you missed it, uh, but they announced the order of inductees, and uh, Leroy Butler going to go first, going to speak first uh, out of the inductees, going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame coming up in Canton, Ohio, as well. So you got the Hall of Fame game right around the corner as well. But uh, but that's that's kind of it. Nothing huge. Uh, there was a story that came out of Yahoo Sports that all eyes are going to be on the receiver room uh, when, when it comes to the Green Bay Packers, obviously, as they continue to try to put more and more talent together to try to figure out a way to make up for the departure of Devontae Adams. But the offense, specifically the offensive line, as we've talked about, major question marks regarding who's actually going to be available for the regular season. Some of the major players with uncertain statutes, uh, statuses, if you will, um, David Bakhtiari, the timeline for that torn ACL in New Year's Eve of 2020. Missed the playoffs, the start of the 2021 season on the pup list. Came back at the end of the season, tried to do it, got left again. I uh, had to have that knee reworked and then came back at the end of the season. Bakhtiari's status is the number one storyline to the start of camp with a, with what a boost it would be if he can resume taking over that left tackle position and just he he's back. You know what I mean? He would be back. It would be a big, big sigh of relief for the Green Bay Packers offensively. But it would be a punch to the gut if that injury continues on and it affects his ability on the field. Josh Nyman, uh, likely the starter at left tackle. Bakhtiari's unavailable. Then you have to wonder about Elton Jenkins, uh, the Packers starter at left tackle. In place of Bakhtiari, tore his ACL in late November during a loss to the Vikings at U.S. Bank Stadium. He missed the final seven games of the season, don't forget. And he's probably going to miss more to open up the 2022 year. He's a big dude, 310-plus pounds, plays a position requiring explosive movements and a franchise cornerstone. So there's no rush to force him to come back. You want him back, but you don't want to rush him. You want him to be healthy. And like Bakhtiari and Jenkins, could be one of the best tackle combos in football. But if he can't come back, it's Josh Nyman 
Royce Newman, possibly Sean Ryan would be the most likely starters at right tackle if Jenkins misses time to open up the season, which I believe he will be. A veteran addition, don't forget, also a possibility. Then there's Jair Alexander, injured that shoulder, making the tackle against the Steelers in week four, missed the rest of the regular season. He did return for the playoffs uh, for the loss against 49ers, but played only a handful of snaps um, in coverage. He missed a tackle on Debo Samuel. That set up the game-winning field goal in the fourth quarter. However, the Packers, they're confident he's fully back. No limitations. He should be good to go. Okay? Then you got Robert Tanya. Tanya tore the ACL following the catch during the second half of the Packers win over the Arizona Cardinals. That was in October. He missed the final 10 games of the season. Not guaranteed to be back for the start of training camp. Optimism that Tanya could be ready for the regular season, but the Packers don't have a lot of depth over the tight end position beyond Tanya when it comes to the receiving ability, especially in the red zone. So there's some concern about that. Still uncertain right now is the running back, Kylan Hill. Not so much as the running back piece, but more so as a returner. He was a pretty good kickoff returner. And he, too, went down with the uh, ACL in the injury against the Cardinals. Like Tanya, missed the final 10 games of the season. Still had some playmaking moments in the preseason. Flashed some long-term potential before the injury. So you wonder how he's going to be when he does return. Then you got Josh Myers, rookie season, wrecked by injuries, first an injured finger, took him out of the infection, uh, cost him a game. Then he suffered a knee injury, cost him 10 games. Talked about the injuries more in depth, but uh, he recovered. He should be ready to go for camp. The Packers relied on Lucas Patrick to play center. But Patrick, he's now in Chicago. There's not a clear-cut favorite right now to open uh, up, up the season and back up Myers in training camp. Uh, and in year two, Myers is going to wear the braces on his knee to protect against injuries. You obviously have Randall Cobb. He's a guy that's with the core muscle injury and such. And like I've said before, like Puxatawney Phil coming out every year to see his shadow, you know, Randall Cobb's going down at some point or another. So you got all kinds of stuff, all kinds of stuff going on regarding the Green Bay Packers where there are some concerns when it comes to injuries going into camp. So we can get into that discussion as well, some pre-camp discussion. There's also a look at all 32 teams and where they think they are going to be placed. So we, we want to get into that. So it's kind of a plethora of stuff today. Plethora of stuff today. Hey, uh, Ben, we do have an update on the uh, the Buffett concert this weekend. Do you want to know what it is? Uh-oh. Do I? Or did you, did you see it already? I probably did not see it. What's the update? Uh, got Grant Bill's tickets. Wow. So he's so locked I got in. The extra, I've got the extra ticket for you if you want to go. And then Grant Bills is locked in. He's going to be in town on Friday. Uh, he's coming into uh, the Milwaukee area, so we're going to hook up on Friday and uh, get him his tickets. All right, I'll talk to Grant. I'll see what I can do. I am, okay. I, I'm probably leaning that I can't, but I'll see if I can work things out. I'm telling you, it, it, it's talk about your uh, proverbial hoot nannies. Going to be good. Going to be a lot of fun. If you're going to miss out, uh, we'll send you pictures and maybe even send you an empty margarita maker or something like that. There you go. Just so you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. So that's it. That's where we're at today. If you want to chime in, 877-867-1670. Again, 877-867-1670. Those are the phone numbers to get a hold of us. You can find us over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels. At Bill underscore Michaels. You can find us there, at Ben Z. Kenny. 
over on Twitter as well. You can find us on the Facebook fan page. Go to facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. Uh, you can watch the television uh, program over there. Uh, you can also watch us over on YouTube each and every day. Subscribe for free. Go to youtube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. Find us over on Twitch TV as well. And uh, which, if you download the app, you can find us there. And then email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. That is thebillmichaels at gmail.com. The website, thebillmichaels.com. Uh, everything's linked up over there. You're good to go. So uh, plenty of ways to stay in touch with the program. Plenty of ways. So there you have it. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break, come back, pick up where we left off. Uh, a lot to get to. Uh, a lot of little stuff to get to today. And also, uh, we continue to talk about live tour also you've got uh, now uh the sec as the sec media days are going on and they're talking more and more about the additions uh that are coming with texas and oklahoma into the sec and then obviously the acc has got their own issues i know that the big 10 is waiting on notre dame notre dame's trying to figure out a way to get more money out of nbc so you have all that going on but and notre dame seems to be the linchpin in all of this so we'll get into all that discussion this portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at wisconsin harley davidson go to wishd.com they're the landing spot for our party this year as they have been for years past with our uh, motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, September 4th. You can get pre-registered for it for a great, and you'll have a chance at some great prize packages, whether it's a Bucks prize package. Uh, you've got also a Brewers t- ticket package, Badgers ticket package with a tailgate. Also, you've got some races at Road America that uh, they put together for us and uh, all that kind of good stuff. So uh, you got a shot at it. All you got to do is go to fisherhousewi.org. And go to the events page, fisherhousewi.org, go to the events page. But we're going to have a hell of a party out at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. And if you're looking for a bike, if you're looking for motor clothes, if you're looking for the party and all the events for the hometown rally, all you got to do is go to wishd.com. That is wishd.com. See for yourself, wishd.com. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. edition with the Love Monkeys at the Budweiser Pavilion as they get ready also for uh, the Wisconsin State Fair, which is right around the corner. But uh, the Love Monkeys taking the stage tonight. Wednesday Night Live is back again. Uh, gates open up at 6. Music begins at 7. 10 bucks to park your car. Free admission. Uh, motorcycles are free, just an FYI. If you walk on in, it's free, too. You're good to go. It's all brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. And uh, it looks to be beautiful tonight. Uh, a little bit of a breeze and uh, sunny skies, so it's going to be a, a really nice evening. Going to have a good time uh, out at the Wednesday Night Live tonight at the Wisconsin State Fair Park. I will see you out there for sure. Uh, Kristen and I are heading out. I, I know she's got some work stuff uh, to do, but uh, we're leaving here probably about probably about five thirty quarter to six and heading down and uh, getting our place over there at uh, the uh, Goose Island Ale House and uh, getting ready for uh, getting ready for the Love Monkeys. Looking forward to it. Should be a lot of fun coming up tonight. 877-867-1670, uh, One year ago today, and you know how I knew this, Ben, is because it popped up in my Facebook memories today. One year ago today, the Milwaukee Bucks won the championship. 
It's hard to believe that it was going this late into uh, into the season. But it was because the uh, – remember, the season started late because of COVID, and then they extended it. Remember, they had that short off season that began this then season that just culminated. But uh, but it was one year ago today the Bucks won the championship. Can you believe that? One year ago today. Uh, and, and, you know, it, from almost losing that team to Seattle – and remember all the discussion about whether or not the Bucks would remain and the real possibility if they didn't get the new arena that they could end up leaving Seattle. There was a lot of talk. Seattle felt like the Bucks were on the way. Remember, you could see it every day on the four-letter network. They were talking about Seattle putting a bid together, creating a situation in which they were going to garner themselves another NBA team, and everybody had circled Milwaukee and said, Milwaukee is ripe to fall. And then you had, obviously, the sale, the uh, – the senator, Senator Cole, ends up selling it over to the Lazarine Edens Group, and they said, "Hey, we can do this, but we got to get a new building. We got to get this whole thing put together." And finally, it all came to pass. They got the new building. The Deer District has been tremendous. Yes, it was marred by violence and gun violence and such during the uh, the playoffs this past year down at the Deer District, but that was outside of the area, and it was unfortunately, as they put it, it's somewhat of an isolated incident, but it did give a little bit of a black eye to the Deer District. But overall, it has been a wild success down there. They're developing the projects around the Pfizer Forum. Downtown Milwaukee continues to grow. Uh, obviously getting now, uh, it's COVID ruined the Democratic uh, National Convention. Now the Republican National Convention is going to be coming to Milwaukee as Nashville has dropped out. So Milwaukee is getting it, and you're going to have Forty-five, fifty thousand people descending upon the city. It's going to be a money maker. It just continues to grow. So, from almost losing the Milwaukee Bucks to Seattle one year ago today, the Bucks turn it all around with the drafting of Giannis Antetokounmpo and John Hammond doing such a wonderful job and scouting him and being a father figure to him and keeping him here and watching him grow. Obviously, turning things then over to John Horst and things just matriculated from there. And then the Bucks won a championship one year ago today one year ago today hard to believe hard to believe but fantastic 877-867-1670-877-867-1670 if you want to find us do it good good stuff can you believe that it was a year ago today ben doesn't it seem like forever well it definitely feels weird given the time in the summer you know, we're at with the NBA right. having ended. But yeah, I mean, it's it's odd. And my favorite part about this has been with all of the one-year anniversaries of all the finals games, we've seen all of the takes and thoughts from the Suns players, from the national media about Giannis's free throw shooting and all that good stuff. That was all proven wrong, but all those videos are resurfacing. So that's been mm-hmm. fun. Yep. Um, I was just kind of going through my Facebook memories today and just a lot of weird stuff. Do you ever, do you ever do that? Do you ever click on your memories and go, what did I do a, a year ago or two years ago or five years ago? So I haven't been a big Facebook poster for a long time. So I wouldn't have all of my memories would be from seventh grade or sixth grade. Okay. So I don't well, have enough I post, there. I post Facebook and I post Instagram and they're connected now. So it's, it's now on both. So I can do that. Um, two years ago today, I was in Eau Claire 
at Pizza Del Rey. I don't even know if Pizza Del Rey is open anymore. I think somebody new bought it, and they, they're getting ready to open it. Uh, but I took a picture of that freaky-ass clown that I talk about all the time that was in Pizza Del Rey that used to giggle at me. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share that. I'm going to grab that picture and post it back out, show you why that thing freaked me out, man. <laughs> I don't know why. I just did. Just did thing freak me out. But uh, I, anyway, I digress. Uh, so anyway, that that's what was one year ago. Uh, one year ago today, the Milwaukee Bucks won the championship. So that was that was solid. Um, got a lot of stuff going over on uh, the Bud Light live stream. If you want to hit us up over there, feel free. Uh, Dale says, "Is Robert Tanyan going to be ready for the uh, for the uh, for the regular season?" I I don't know if he's going to be ready right away. He'll he'll play at some point, you would assume, but I don't know if he's going to be ready right away. But we heard he was find... playing golf. We heard from multiple sources that the that knee looks great. Golf. Well, he was also a guy that was one slash hobbling around during some of the OTAs. So I, I'm from Mike Clemens. So maybe we're going. You know what? We should get a, maybe a camp uh, pre-camp report from our buddy Mike. We'll, get, we'll we'll see if we can't get him on the line at some time this week, because uh, camp begins then next week. We'll talk to we'll talk to Mike. Mike back on the payroll this year, by the way. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to hit us uh, hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, eight seven seven eight seven seven sixteen seventy. Oh, by the way, uh, Matt Schneidman, our buddy Matt Schneidman, Packers first three training camp practices open to the public starting next Wednesday, Thursday, and then Saturday. All going to start at ten forty five. It sucks because it starts when we're on the air. We'd love to go and broadcast from Packers training camp just to be there and be a part of it. And uh, maybe we will. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Maybe, this is what we do, maybe we take the uh, the big unit cruiser up and we just, even if we're just outside, we just park it outside somewhere nearby and we have the cameras and we just do the show there. Maybe we do that. Maybe we do that next Wednesday or Thursday, or maybe both days for that matter. I got to think about this now. Might have to do that. But uh, the first three practices open to the public. There you go. Uh, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Uh, this one is from. Uh, this was from Rich. Uh, Rick says uh, Tanyan keeps uh, claiming that he's going to be ready week week one. I, there's a lot of guys uh, that say they're going to be ready week one. They're, that I feel great, I'm ready to go. Uh, the one thing I will say is it's not up to them. It, it's it's up to Doc McKenzie. Doc McKenzie is, and rightfully so, he is the player's advocate for health. He wants to make sure you are 100% ready to go before they ever think about sticking you out there. So it would not shock me. If Tanyan is off to the side doing drills uh, where he's doing things, but he's not heavily participating early on in training camp, it would not shock me. So he can say what he wants, but until Doc McKenzie says, you're good to go, that's that's when it all comes uh, comes full circle. Just an FYI. David says, how are we looking? How are we looking, David? You the man. Um, this is from Douglas who says, uh, Dave's knees are not healing properly. Don't count on him. Doug, you got some inside info there? 
Got some inside info? Just checking. They, they, well, first of all, you're right. They didn't heal properly because that was one of the reasons he had issues last year. He had so much fluid on that knee. It just kept getting worse and worse and worse to the point that he, he, he couldn't play, obviously. So even a year removed, he came back at the end of the season, talked about it uh, to uh, Aaron Nagler and such and uh, Cheesehead TV about all the fluid that was being drained uh, from his knees weekly, biweekly, what have you, that it just it just never healed right. So now you hope that it's okay, but I, I agree with it. Until considering the fact that we saw Bakhtiari at the OTAs, minicamps, what have you, that he did some work or wasn't be, wasn't seen at all, and then they kept, you know, under the questions and under the scrutiny of, will he be ready? Oh, and then they never said, oh, yeah, he's going to be ready, no problem. Never said that. They kept saying, well, you know, it's a football injury. It's, it's tough to come back. And it, No, 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 no. Come on. Come on. Come on. Stop. Stop. We all know injuries are tough. Every player deals with it in the, uh, in the NFL. You, you, you'll get the, he's, he's doing great, doing great. He's, he's ahead of schedule, all that kind of stuff, you know. All that stuff proves to positivity, points to positivity. What you're getting now is, well, you know, Dave's a tough guy. He's working hard. Okay. In other words, no, you don't know. In other words, it's not great. It's not where you want it to be. Otherwise, you'd say it's exactly where he needs to be. He's he's on pace to come back. He's doing great. That optimism never came out in any comment. And quite frankly, Matt LaFleur got tired of being asked about it, so he got snippy with the media regarding it. It's because he couldn't give you an answer of saying, you know what, between you, me, and the fence post, we have no idea. He's not doing well. It's not working out well. So you hope he's back. I do, but I'm not uh, I'm not holding my breath. Not holding my breath. Uh, Kevin says, by the way, he says, Ben, you need to man up. Free tickets to see Jimmy Buffett. He said, I'd take that if I could. As for the uh, losing Road America race, once again, small market and no respect for the state of Wisconsin by the national media. Here's the thing, Kevin. When it, it, it's, it's, they're strictly looking for television eyes and a television package. That's it by taking it to what is considered to be the third largest top three market in, in the country. That Road America had its, uh, I think it's second or third largest crowd ever for the NASCAR race this past year. Three, 400,000 people, maybe more, I don't know, came into Road America. I mean, it was packed, as packed as I have ever seen it. As packed as I have ever seen it. It's not about ticket sales to them. They don't care. What they care about is television eyes. So you being the average race fan, they could, they're could they guaranteeing the fact that you're going to watch the race. That's what they're hoping for. And they're going to hope that Chicagoans in a huge city, in a large market, are going to watch that race. That out of those 8 million, 10 million people that are in the Chicago market, 4 million are going to tune in. 3 million are going to tune in. That's what they're hoping for. I don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy NASCAR. I, I love watching racing. It's something. It's it's not something I sit down and make a destinational viewing, but it's something that's usually on in the background. It's something I do pay attention to, because of Road America, because of the area, because of the region. But it failed miserably at Chicago Motor Speedway. They didn't care about it. Uh, the Speedway just never never lived up to its billing. Chicagoans didn't really show up in droves. 
It wasn't a great venue. Road America with its camping, its scenery. It was a postcard with a race on it. And they yanked it out of there. It just goes to show you they don't give a damn about the fans. What they care about is the money and the eyes and the viewership and the television packages. That's it. If if the NFL felt they could cut all the expenses and play every game in one city and play every game in, in one stadium and make a lot more money doing it, they do it. They yank it out from you, the fans, and pull it out of Green Bay, pull it out of Chicago, pull it out of Pittsburgh, stick you in one location, that'd be it. If they could make more money doing it. Because they don't, they don't, this is now business. It's like, it's just the same thing with the NCAA. And with all these schools changing conferences and such, it's, it's not about, it's not about tradition. It's not about the fans. It's, think about fans now having to travel. If you are Rutgers or Maryland, and you thought, you know what, I can make a trip. I can make a 12, 13-hour trip. I'll make a drive. I've never been to Wisconsin. I want to go. It looks picturesque on television. I want to go. I want to go to Northwestern. I want to go to Champaign, Illinois. I want to go to the big house. That's great. But now you got to go to USC. You're not driving that trip. You're not, you're not driving to L.A. from coast to coast. you got to fly. So now it hurts your fan base. It hurts your fan base if you're Wisconsin. hurts your fan base if you're Maryland. It hurts your fan base if you're Michigan, if you're Ohio State. They don't care. They don't care about you, the fan. It's about television rights, deals, and money. Period. End of story. Don't think there's loyalty to you. They may pat you on the head and say, we love you, we can't do it without you, and all that kind of stuff, but actions speak louder than words. And when you're going to say, yeah, we love you so much, come on and travel another 800 or 1,000 miles to come and see us. You can't drive unless you start out on a Monday to get there on a Saturday. Can't drive it. So what are you going to do? Spend your money, fly. It, it, it is what it is. I'm preaching preaching to myself here. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Continue on the Bill Michael Show. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Burn Pit Barbecue. Our guys down there in Racine, Wisconsin, veteran-owned, been in business a couple of years, and uh, still a lot of well, any time is grilling time for that matter. If you're going to do a lot of barbecuing or uh, you know roasts, shoulders, ribs, briskets, oh yeah, they've got it all. That is BurnPitBBQ.com. BurnPitBBQ. Dot com Again, burnpitbbq.com. The sauce is right here in the great state of Wisconsin. They ship it out the next day and get it to you. You can go to the website and see everything that it is they have to offer. And, again, if you're going to support a veteran-owned company, this is one to support. Go to burnpitbbq.com. Again, burnpitbbq.com. This one's from Dave. Dave says, uh, hey, you couldn't agree with you more. It's all about the money in today's day and age. They don't give a damn about the fans. They just want the fans to come and spend the money and exorbitant amounts of money for beers, hot dogs, mixed drinks, and such. It's no longer the family of four. It's the businessman of two. That who's paying, that's who's paying the freight. And that's from Dave. 
Um, pretty much. Can't argue with that. Can't argue with that. I mean, the whole family of four thing, I mean, if you want to go economically and you really, really spend some time, search for deals, um, you know, snack out and tailgate out in the parking lot and you're just going for the game, yeah, you can do it relatively inexpensively, you know. But uh, if you're going to do the family of four thing, you're going to buy the tickets, you're going to buy the parking, you'll tailgate a little bit, you're going to come in, you got, you know, the two beers, the four, you know, two sodas, the brats and hot dogs, maybe a pretzel, whatever, you know, uh, a souvenir of some type. You're 200, 250 bucks, easy, you know, easy. So I, I I don't know about the whole family of four thing anymore. I don't I don't I don't know how to uh, the family of four thing always was a little bit of a misnomer to me because some people had more, some people had less. It just you know that was just an average, I guess, of what you would spend. But I never seemed to spend that. I always seemed to spend more when my kids were young. I always spent more, always. Um, David said the NCAA and the Badgers haven't given a rip for uh, paying fans that show up for years, proven every time they kickoff time five to six days before the game. Try planning ahead for that with hotels, parties, all that kind of stuff. They don't give a damn about us. It's all about TV ratings and matchups. Happens too often. That's from David. That's a good point. The whole country does that, I believe. That's a college football problem. That, that That is a college football problem. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, uh, Rick says uh, NASCAR fans tend not to watch the road races as much as the ovals. This is true. I will give you that. But here's the thing, Rick. Think about this now. The number one worldwide viewing is F1. F1 is doing all these things. They're doing these road courses. They're doing these city courses. They're doing these special setups. Um, so to say that race fans don't watch anything but ovals would be erroneous. NASCAR NASCAR got away from its roots years ago. I, I can't explain the popularity. NASCAR was through the roof in the 90s. Through the roof. They had... It was... It, they had the fights. They had the bumping and grinding, rubbing and racing. It seemed like NASCAR, the the lore of NASCAR died, and I hate to put it that way, the day Dale Earnhardt, Earnhardt Sr. died. It, it, I, I, if you're a NASCAR fan, correct me if I'm wrong. And then you had some of the, you know, the rivalries, Left. Jeff Gordon retired. You had uh, Jimmy Johnson move over to IndyCar. Uh, Tony Stewart got out. You know, you had all these guys that were bigger-than-life caricatures. Uh, you know, obviously, Dale Earnhardt Jr. left. Um, all these guys left. All the big names that you had known, the family names you had known, got out of it. And it wasn't guys from Georgia and Alabama and North Carolina and, and such rubbing and racing anymore. You're getting guys from New York and California and and then the uh, the induction of Toyota, which burned a lot of people. You know, um, it, 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 it tried to broaden itself, and rightfully so, 
but it just wasn't well received. And then the popularity waned. Uh, IndyCar has certainly picked up popularity. Formula One is just through the roof popularity-wise. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's just different. Uh, Jeff said, did you say NASCAR not coming back to Elkhart Lake? I did say that. Uh, it's official. They're going to Chicago. Uh, Mark says, F1, better racing. NASCAR, uh, to ma- too many rule changes. They have screwed it up. And uh, Rick also says, a Chicago Land Speedway, one of those boring cookie-cutter tracks like Texas Motor Speedway, watching racing on those tracks is like watching paint dry. It won't last. Well, Chicagoland Speedway, they're not going back. They're going to the streets of Chicago. Chicagoland Speedway doesn't have that race anymore. Neither does Kentucky Motor Speedway. Kentucky Motor Speedway has become uh, a parking lot for trucks that don't have those chips in them yet. They had almost 6,000 at one point, if I'm not mistaken, trucks parked inside uh, Kentucky Motor Speedway. (laughs) They do the truck series, I think, there. Uh, but I don't think Xfinity race is there anymore. And that's what we're waiting to find out is if the Xfinity series is also going to go to Chicago or if they're going to have the Xfinity series still at Road America. Remember, the Xfinity series has been racing at Road America for a long, long time. And NASCAR just came uh, last year. Came last year back to Road America. And so it was last year, which was the Jockey 250, and this year the Quick Trip 250. And next year was supposed to be the Quick Trip 250 as well until NASCAR pulled and NBC pulled the rights out of there. Um, But we'll see. I mean, they'll be back at some point, but it is what it is. Uh, Let's do this. We're going to step away. We'll talk more about this, too, coming up at the bottom of the next hour. Dave Coleman, race writer for the Journal Sentinel, going to be joining us. We'll talk with him about the decision for NASCAR to leave Road America, get out of the state of Wisconsin, go back to street racing in the city of Chicago, which I think is going to also be be somewhat interesting with uh, drivers driving around in Kevlar vests because they could be uh, shot in a drive-by almost at any point in time. Uh, Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. or weeks for that matter, uh, some of the best Italian food you're ever going to put in your mouth. Our buddy Gino and the whole staff at Calderon Club and down there at uh, at San Giorgio. Oh, such good, such good stuff. I haven't been down there in a while, and i got to get back down. I'm starting to crave it. I was sitting here last night watching some of the All-Star game. Don't get me wrong, having the All-Star game and eating just hot dogs. Ballpark Franks, having the, uh, the plump when you cook them, hot dogs on the bun, the whole thing. It was just fair. It was good baseball fair to sit down and do that last night. But I gotta admit, I'm just I'm, I'm craving some craving some Calderon Club, oh, big time. They pair that stuff up with uh, Cider Boys from Point Brewing, and uh, they do a, a lot of that down there. They have uh, the Peronis and all that kind of stuff. But uh, they pair it up with uh, pair it up with Cider Boys. So if you're gonna get the Bill Michaels pizza, get the Bill Michaels over at Calderon Club. Oh, so good. Ask for Alex the server over there too. He's he's fantastic. But so hi to Gino, Robin, everybody. They also support the ride too, by the way. Uh, Robin and Gino and everybody going to be on the ride again this year. 
So looking forward to that. But uh, stop down Calderon Club and uh, San Giorgio right there on Old World, 3rd Street, right across from the Hyatt, downtown Milwaukee. Tell them all we said hi. Uh, 
The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.